just this morning I was on social media and I saw a little video of some uh, some young lady and she was you know those like funny things where people do and so this guy had some pictures some words and he was having her read them and so the first one was T W A said what what word is that and she said twa 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 okay what word is this and the next one was T W E and, and she's like twee he's like okay what word is this and it was T W I and she says that's twit twit and then he said and what word is this and it was t-w-o and she's like two two and that and people are all watching they're laughing because they can see what the word is t-w-o two two is it sounded out two two and the more she tries the funnier it gets and everybody's laughing at her two see the problem is the word T-W-O is a word. It's the number two, T-W-O. But when you're just looking at the individual components, the T and the W and the O, it doesn't really make any sense. And it doesn't really register in your mind because you're just thinking the two-o as they try to tell you to sound it out. Two-o. And the harder she tries, two-o, then the funnier it gets. That's kind of the problem sometimes with software and words when you're telling your smart speakers some words are they listening to the individual words that are connected together or are they listening to the whole phrase and what you're actually trying to get them to what you're trying to get the speaker to understand if you've ever struggled with that or maybe you've never even thought about that and you just take it for granted you are going to love what we are talking about today hi everybody i'm darren and i'm jeff welcome to the voice box Our guest today is Otto Söderlund of Speechly. Otto, welcome to The Voice Box. Thanks, Chair. Thanks, Darian. Great to be here. And, and glad to have you here. We love having people from all over the world. And you are, tell us where you are right now. So I'm currently in Helsinki, Finland. So the cold Northern Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Bundle up. Uh, so so one of the things that speech, speech does a lot of stuff, and we're going to sort of talk about some of that stuff. But some of the stuff, are, are you guys sort of... Um, understanding phrases like that you might tell a, a smart speaker. Walk me through a little bit about some of the work that you're doing to help smart speakers and any kind of device understand commands and what they mean rather than just individual words and components and phonetics and sounds or anything like that. Sure, absolutely. So uh, Speechly is the fast, accurate and simple voice interface API, and it's built to enable uh, or allowing product teams and developers to easily add voice features into whatever they're building, you know, websites, mobile applications, physical products, or anything, anything like that. And uh, um, the kind of the secret sauce of Speechly is our proprietary spoken language understanding technology. So that's basically technology that does speech recognition and natural language understanding. Uh, but what's very different about our spoken language understanding technology is that it does both of those ones in real time while the user is speaking. So unlike if you probably used all types of smart speakers and voice assistants, and you probably realize that when you speak to those, what happens is that when you speak, nothing happens. Then when you stop speaking, then there is some kind of like processing that starts. And then there is some kind of response uh, coming from the system, which sometimes is intelligent, sometimes not so much. <laughs> so, so we've actually built the technology that allows companies to build uh, voice enabled experiences where the interface is able to react to the user's speech while they're speaking. And that's, that's pretty cool um, when building, especially 
multimodal voice-enabled user interfaces in the web or, or the mobile. So is this going to make it faster for people? So when I tell my smart speaker or some kind of app or something like that, when I tell them something to do that, they'll understand what I'm saying more than them just going back through and quickly trying to piece things together and hoping that it's correct. Is it going to speed up the, the, the pace or what's going to be the bigger difference that I'm going to notice? Yeah, so it's absolutely going to speed up the pace in, in a way that it actually is able to to detect what you're saying, the meaning of what you're speaking and while you're speaking. So that means that let's say that you're explaining something that, okay, uh, dear, dear, dear voice assistant, um, um, I want to, you know, order a French fries and a hamburger with cheese and a Coke. And I would actually want the hamburger to be uh, without the patty and actually make, make the Coke a diet Coke or something like that. And you can already- wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're having a hamburger without the patty, what are you having? Just like well, a that, couple that, buns and a piece of cheese on there? That's got the grilled cheese sandwich there, Otto. If that's, 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 the diet, that's the diet hamburgers. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. okay. I didn't want to insult coming from Europe, you know, the, the sacred <laughs> American burger. <laughs> it was a very poorly chosen example. So. <laughs> right. I'll have the hamburger, the but hold the hamburger. Okay. <laughs> exactly. It's like, excuse me for my unholy example. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, if you if you try to in interact with complicated utterances like that with a, with a current voice assistant, what will probably happen is that it will be listening to you all the way, but at the end it will be absolutely totally confused of what 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 was the user trying to say because it had no clue. It was so complicated and it changed their minds a couple of times because it was like a it was like a human interacting, you know, a stream of consciousness type of, of interaction where there is just, you know, people start speaking without knowing exactly what they do. So how the spoken language understanding technology helps in this is that if the technology is able to uh, detect while the user is speaking already, that ah, they're talking about fries and okay, they're talking about hamburgers, but the user interface can then do, for example, is that they can show in the screen that, okay, French fries, hamburgers, diet Coke, and then, um, so they've kind of like resolved that part of the utterance in a way. And when there is the, the rest of the same utterance, which is then actually fixing the first part of the utterance, like ah, actually make the make the Coke a diet Coke or, or make the hamburger a non-cheese one, okay? <laughs> That's a better example. Then actually the user, user interface is able to, to, to kind of like follow the user because the, the feedback loop uh, in the interaction, it's a lot faster with real-time spoken language understanding. That's like what we do as humans when we listen, right? We don't, we don't wait till the end and then say, okay, now let me go back and try to figure out what they were talking about. They, we're, we're processing it as it's going, and that helps us in our understanding as well. Exactly, exactly. And, and uh, funny that you mentioned the kind of human communication, because we have been philosophically very influenced by the human face-to-face -face communication. Our, our kind of mission is trying to build, bring some of those features into the human computer interaction. And there's two basic features. First one is, is the one that you just have mentioned, which is basically, you know, being able to make sense of the other party while they're speaking. And the other part, other thing is, uh, which is an important characteristic of human face-to-face -face communication is that it's multimodal. When people are speaking, even in the post-COVID world, in video meetings, there's a lot of information that is being transmitted uh, through visual channels. Uh, there's a lot of gestures. There's a lot of, you know, uh, eyebrow movements, you know, facial expressions, you know, all of that. And in, in physical meetings, you know, there's even can be even like touching the other person. There's a lot of, lot of information that is being transmitted in a 
um, human face-to-face -face communication that is actually happening in both ways simultaneously. So there's information that is being passed on, uh, of course, from the speaker to the listener, but also from the listener to the speaker while the speaker is speaking. And this is something that we want to bring to human-computer interaction. And, and in that context, what it means is that, that we want to enable user interfaces where the interface is able to provide the user with feedback uh, and re response while they are still speaking without interrupting them. And that can only be done by leveraging other modalities at play. Right. Now, now, and walk me through that because now tell me, tell me exactly how that's going to happen. Cause you're talking about interpreting other things like the eyebrow movement and the gestures or the touching or like that. How is that, how are you going to be able to translate that information to that information to someone, especially if you, if you don't now I'm, I'm like, mind is blown without interrupting them. <laughs> <laughs> how are you getting that them? Okay, I, I need to probably choose better examples, but, but the idea was there that it were the eyebrow movements of the listener, not the speaker. So that means that, yeah, exactly, ooh, I can see your eyebrow movement. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, because I'm listening, so I'm trying to raise my eyebrows here. Okay? Yes. So you can see that you're actually able to visually disturb me while I'm speaking. So that's, that's, that's a great example. <laughs> you are officially disturbed, okay. Exactly, exactly. So so like I said, the, this, um, this interpretation of, of the information uh, is happening from the, the listener, which in a human computer interaction uh, context is the computer who is the listener. And now the, the, the trick is that how can the listener, i.e. the computer in this setting, uh, um, transmit information back to the speaker while the speaker is speaking. And, and the trick for doing that one is that actually leveraging the visual interface that is available, because if you, if you think of you know, the voice assistants, of course there's use cases where there aren't any other uh, you know, modalities available than speech. But if we really look at them, it's almost always when people use voice assistants, even today, that there is there. It would be very easy to just you know watch the screen or have the screen there, and and um, there's a huge untapped opportunity in making human-computer interfaces more efficient by kind of adding the voice layer on top of those ones. So so we are kind of like not solving the problem of screenless voice-only type of, of of conversational, which is the big hype word now. Uh, but we are more solving the problem of, of you know, human-computer interaction by adding voice to the mix. So give me an example. We've talked sort of about like the idea of someone taking an order, you know, the Coke and the fries and, and the hamburger. We've sort of talked about some meetings. What are some other use cases? What are some other customers or clients that use Speechly and how are they using it to solve some of their problems? Yeah, so um, there's kind of like two types of, of uh, use cases or where, how our clients use Speechly. There's the kind of the B2C side, and that's typically when, when Speechly is used to make an, an existing user interface more efficient for end users. And think about, for example, food ordering. You know, if you go online and you start, you know, filling up your grocery basket, it takes ages. You're never able to finish it, especially if you're in a family with kids like us, you know, it's impossible. But what if you could just, you know, speak and, you know, list everything you want to, and that just, you know, immediately populates in your shopping basket, you could visually confirm it, and then it's then bang. Or then, uh, for example, you know, e-commerce shopping, you know, trying to find some alternatives, you know, if you go to your regular, you know, fashion outlet and try, especially the big aggregators, if you go there and try to find, uh, you know, you know, white white shoes from Adidas or something like that. It, it can be really cumbersome. But what if you could just say, speak 
and you would miraculously in front of your eyes see the results of your spoken query emerge and you could always you know interact and change those ones or let's say that that you're you want to you know um you want to make an order you want to to kind of like fill out the form you know let's take like uh, like uh, travel tickets flight tickets you want to get flights or find flights for some place it's it's um quite a cumbersome task to actually fill in all the details in a typical web form but if you could just speak that it just makes it so much faster so so in the consumer side it's a lot about basically removing friction from existing user experiences uh, where the user just wants to get their task done so the user has a task they want to do it and it can be a bit annoying and uh, on the b2c side it's especially um uh, um, companies who have conversion included in those uh, interactions because removing friction can be directly translated into dollars dollars uh, yeah, more sales so I, I got to because as you're picturing that shopping because I'm picturing I have the grocery store down the street and they try to encourage people, especially during, you know, time when people are on lockdown or whatever. They just say, you know, just go online and get your order. But I could literally you're saying with my phone, just say, I want a loaf of French bread. I want a, a half carton of ice cream. I, you know, French vanilla. How, do you get it? How are you buying a half carton of ice cream from the store? No, I'm a half gallon, <laughs> half gallon. Oh, well, maybe, okay. maybe I'm on a diet because I had the cheeseburger <clears throat> and the fries earlier that, that Otto was ordering. So yeah, now I what the poor person at the at the store. What do they have to like eat half of the carton before they put it in your in your cart? I don't know. I would, but if that were your job, if that were your job, but I'm like, I would like that order. Like, oh, they only want the half carton. I got to sit here and eat the other half carton of ice cream quickly here. You know, <laughs> that's the sacrifice for the team. So, Otto, is that is that what's gonna happen? We're just gonna be like, we can be on my phone. I can just say, hey, I'm gonna be stopping by at the store in about mm -hmm. 30 minutes. I want to pick up and just yada 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 yes. and give and, it uh, and, and, and how, it'll interpret how all that. Envision that happening is that that you go to your preferred service um, providers, you know, your Instacart, so whatever service provider you want to use to their application and you start speaking to that application. And when you speak what you want, instantly you can see visually in the application, you know, the visual confirmation that it's picking up everything you're saying to it. If you change your mind or if it picks you wrong, because as, as we all know, human communication there's also errors and so there are sometimes errors also in, in speech recognition so if you see that there's an error you can instantly correct it and then just continue with that so so it's not only for food ordering it's basically every single user interface where it, where there is any kind of friction what that you can make easier using voice so so there is no reason why voice wouldn't be used in, in a few years time there yeah auto has to keep reminding us it's not just about food even though we're talking about hamburgers and ice cream <laughs> and all that stuff there are he's like getting all they fall, all they wanted to talk about that especially that weird guy he just wanted to talk about food the whole time get off of it so so it seems seems there are you hungry maybe because sometimes when you go to the store when you're hungry you buy too much and sometimes when you're hungry you speak about food so. <laughs> okay those those are some examples were you gonna mention some others i think i yes, yes. that's the that's the yeah. that's the b2c right okay yeah i wanted i wanted to give some examples also on, on the kind of b2b side which i I think it's actually pretty interesting because I think that, that that's where we're going to see most progress during the next next year or two. Does it involve and that's, food? That, 
Does it involve? And if it doesn't, it, can it, you make it, it involve? Can. Food? It can. It okay. can okay, involve good. food. So let me let me tell you an example that involves food. <laughs> so so how how was uh, how uh, was technology and, and spoken language understanding technologies worked on on the B two B side? It's it's basically to make professionals uh, more effective. So people who are working the field who are working with their expertise, you know, it can be of course you know the you know medical personnel or or you know legal professionals, which are the the kind of classic examples. But there's so many other kind of like deskless, deskless workforce type of professions out there, you know, warehouse workers, industrial workers, traveling engineers, you know, all kinds of professions that have traditionally been working with their expertise. And now when um, digital transformation has basically digitalized all processes, there is the, the need to leverage a lot of information that resides somewhere in the cloud in some systems, in the physical processes, and there is the need to capture information from the physical processes back to the to the cloud so that the processes can be optimized. So there is a lot of increased need now uh, in, in, in professionals working in basically physical tasks uh, to interface with, with information systems. And um, as an example, you know, there's the classic example where voice technology has been not so successfully implemented for, for already many years, like for warehouse workers, making them more efficient, more, more effective. Again, in this kind of case, you know, having the possibility to have the visual confirmation uh, and the real-time uh, spoken language understanding really makes the, the, those professionals very effective. Or if you're working in an industrial uh, industrial setting where there's very very um, challenging acoustic environment and you you need to control machines where you probably don't want to get too near and you need that to be very instantaneous. So so that's again use cases where you can make your engineers uh, or or uh, machine operators a lot a uh, lot more effective. Or if you're working in a traveling uh, traveling um, profession, like let's say a real estate agent, that that you know spends their time, you know, traveling around, and then of course having to do a lot of information work at the same time. So what if that could be actually done while on the road, while using using speech? So there's some examples of how companies are looking into making their employees more effective and more efficient using using speech technologies. And the cool part of that one is that the business case is pretty obvious. It's, it's saving uh, precious employees' times so and making them more happy. So I think that that's, that's a pretty, pretty interesting uh, domain for speech technologies. Not as exciting as hamburgers and cheeseburgers and ice cream, but still making employees <laughs> happy is, is important nonetheless. Uh, Otto, we, no, we normally ask uh, everybody our, our magic question. If you, had a, if you could have any wish you wanted, so you have a, a genie in a box and you rub the box and the genie pops out and will give you any wish you want because we're the voice box, our genie is in a box and the genie comes out <laughs> and, and will grant any wish that you want for technology and advancement. So if you're thinking like, oh, I just wish we could do blank, 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 or I wish, I just wish, you know, this technology were at this level, or I wish that such and such were, you know, feasible and we could do whatever. Does anything pop into your mind that you would, if you get any wish when it comes to speech, voice, any kind of that technology, any wish that uh, that you would want to ask of the genie? Yeah, sure. But uh, actually, my wish is not so technological in nature because I actually do believe that it's not going to have to do with a hamburger or ice cream, is it? <laughs> not this time, or or, okay, okay. or other 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 delicious de delicacies. Um, but uh, it's not actually technical because I think that the technology has already matured so much that the bottleneck currently is not the technology. I would say that the, my wish would be that that I would wish that uh, you know. 
relevant decision makers, you know, business managers, product owners, CTOs, developers in, in companies would open their minds and uh, uh, try the latest generation of voice technologies to solve some of their problems. And what would happen if they would do that is that they would actually realize that the disappointments they might have had with the earlier generation technologies um, have many of them have been overcome and there are novel approaches that actually allow you to build something that people don't even realize that you can build. So my wish would be for people, people to be more open-minded into trying, trying the latest generation of technologies and they will, they will be surprised. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I don't mean to keep harping on food thing, but it just made me think of like when you were a kid, like I didn't like tomatoes when I was a kid. And then 10 years later, as I, you know, grew up and whatever, all of a sudden, like I discover I love tomatoes and maybe my taste palettes have changed and my, and, and my appreciation for that. And that's sort of what's happening with voice technology and all, all the, the new breakthroughs. It's not like the tomatoes when you were a seven-year-old and didn't want to eat them. They're the tomatoes when you're 27, you're thinking this is the best caprese salad I've ever had in my life. And so that's what, that's what business owners need to realize now is if you had a bad experience once, come back again, give it another try, taste it again and see if it's not going to solve the problems and make things a little bit easier for you. Kind of. Am I, am I pushing the food thing too much here, Otto? Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like you, you've been <laughs> trying to harvest your tomatoes a bit too early and they're still a bit green and they taste like, oh, uh, disgusting. Yeah. And if you're then, you know, I will never eat tomatoes again. And then, you know, when they, 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 when they kind of like evolve a bit and they get, become all uh, red and delicious and then you're like ah but while they were green i didn't like them so i will never like them so you will be missing out on on a huge huge yeah. culinary experience <laughs> wow see i don't think we've ever on any podcast ever <laughs> talked this much about food in all of them all of them combined we've never talked that much about food what is it with you Otto? <laughs> i think that i'm probably also hungry so that must okay be <laughs> <laughs> it has been fascinating talking to you, not just sharing food tips, but hearing where the technology is and understanding how that's working and what Speechly is doing to help make that available for more people. And hopefully, as you continue to make inroads and make progress, it's going to make the whole world embrace speech technology even more. Thanks so much for stopping by and, and sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Thank you. Adam. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Jeff. It was a pleasure. Always a pleasure speaking with you. So, so thank you so much and, and uh, enjoy the, the rest of the day. Thank you. So Jeff, I got to jump back in because at the very beginning, I was talking about, uh, you know, talking to a smart speaker because that's how most people have any kind of interaction with voice recognition as we talk through our smart speaker that's on the kitchen counter. But a lot of what Otto is doing is really taking that same technology and making it available to individual businesses, like we're talking about the grocery store, you know, where they can have that kind of stuff um, and, and other businesses. That's really, I think, where there's a lot of potential, isn't there, for these individual businesses to have, I, I don't want to say their own kind of smart speaker, but basically their own kind of smart speaker technology, right? Well, let's say their own uh, speech interface, right? So that might be through an app on a, on a device. It might be through a specialized device. I, I've talked to customers, potential customers here at Cobalt that want to have, uh, put a microphone on your shopping cart when you're shopping. I mean, if, we'll, if we take the shopping analogy or, or example further, so that when you're walking around the store, you might just talk to your shopping cart and say, 
where are the tomatoes or how can I get that half carton of ice cream or whatever? And it'll tell you where to get, you know, where to go. And it'll tell you what's on sale. And uh, maybe you could, as you're, you know, pushing your cart around, you can say, oh, I got to remember to get, uh, you know, vanilla extract and, uh, and uh, roast beef and whatever. And it'll, it'll remind you then, oh, turn left here. You, the spices and flavorings are down this aisle or whatever. So, um, what kind of recipe oh, yeah, roast beef are you making with vanilla extract? I'm I'm very intrigued now. It could be good. It's not, not the same. It's not the same dish. I'm oh, gonna have roast beef, okay. and then afterwards, I'm gonna have a little pudding uh, after after dinner. Or I got to make some more ice cream to make up for the fact that somebody ate half the carton while I before I got to the store, and I only wanted half carton. But yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, no, but that's but that's the thing. You see, a lot of people. They, this is sort of like what Otto was was getting at. A lot of people uh, nowadays have these blinders that think that you know speech is just what I say to my smart speaker, and they don't. A, a lot of businesses forget that no, you can you can do your own thing with speech. You can work with a company like Speechly or Cobalt or, or, or others, and um, well, there aren't there aren't too many others, but uh, <laughs> you can work you can work with a company like us that that will help you you know, integrate your app on a, on a, on a device or on a, um, on an app on a, on a smartphone or, or whatever. And sometimes that's the better way to do it. You don't, you know, people don't always have a, a smart speaker device with them in, in different settings in your car and when you're shopping, when you're out, you know, out and around or whatever. Um, uh, or warehouse workers, as Otto was talking about, that's another uh, uh, important application that, you know, when you order something from a big box store, not a big box store, like an online store, uh, you order something, someone has to like, you know, is, is running around putting all those things in a box and sealing it up and sending it to you. And there's a lot of interaction that has to happen to make that to make that happen. Yet they're in a big warehouse and something has to tell them, go to aisle 17B on the third shelf from the top. There's, you know, get one, uh, you know, roll of packing tape or whatever the person has just bought. And I was, uh, curious, I was waiting for you to say a food. I was hoping it was going to be a food item. I was going to say, how many foods can we list in one podcast? But you went for packing tape. That's okay. Well, the packing tape was being used to package some food later. Okay. Got it. Keep so, um, but anyway, that, but the point is that, you know, there's this whole, there's a whole interaction that is, is better to happen by voice for warehouse pickers and, uh, and workers and so forth. Yeah, so there's a lot of applications out there uh, that that don't involve smart speakers at all, and Speechly is doing a great job of going after, you know, developing uh, the sort of combined speech recognition, natural language understanding to to be able to do that efficiently and be able to respond as as his example was, so that while you're giving your fast food order or whatever, you're seeing the thing show up in real time as you're talking. You don't have to wait till it's done. And then boom, you get it all and you have to go kind of check to see if it got it right. Okay, one, one last question, because I know we've talked forever, but, but why do you think it is that most businesses don't have their own speech interface platform, whatever you want to call that? Is it because they're not aware of what it can do? Is it because they... They are aware, but they don't think it can do what it what they needed to do. Did they have some bad experience once? What have they? Are, are they? I, I don't know. Yeah. Is this something? Not even one of those. What's what's the biggest? No, obstacle, I think, think the biggest obstacle is that people are intimidated by it. And when you know when they see, oh, I can just hire someone to build me an Alexa skill. That's that seems easy, but that's led to 
thousands of really bad Alexa skills that are just inappropriate for the, for a lot of applications. I, there's some great Alexa skills out there, right? But but there are also some that are just like, why did anyone think that was the right way for me to to interact with with that device or or application or whatever? So a lot of companies are just intimidated by it. They don't have speech experts in house. Speech experts are hard to come by. And, and they don't know, they don't even know about the cobalts and speechlies of the world to, to, to know, to, to go out and say, hey, there's someone who can help you do this. You know, there's this saying that if you're, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Uh, but in some cases, these, these companies, they don't even have the hammer. They don't even, you know, they, they know that there are things that are speech interfaces out there, but they don't know how to get a hold of them. They don't know how to build one. They don't know how to do it. And it's not it's not the kind of thing that your typical software developer uh, knows how to do either. And so you, that's why you need some, some expertise for that. That's, that is exactly why I founded Cobalt in the first place was, um, was to sort of augment the, the software development teams of companies that are trying to do something in this space with people that have that expertise. So we partner with their companies and uh, are an extension of their software team. Yeah, and this is not intended to be a plug for Speechly or Cobalt, but just but if you know whoever whoever's listening to this, if you know of some company that could benefit from some of that, just have them listen to the podcast. Have them like try to open their eyes that this isn't something you have to do on your own. That there are resources out there to help your company be more efficient. And now I feel like I'm doing some kind of commercial or something like that. But but that's just that's just the whole idea is embrace the technology, see what it can do for you, open your eyes. And uh, just because you're ice cream doesn't mean everything's a cone. See, I was doing the hammer nail thing. I was trying to go back to a food thing. You know, just because you're ice cream doesn't mean everything is a cone. Does that make any sense? Does that make any? I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll work on that. We'll see if we can polish that for for next time. Yeah, edit that. Make it sound. By the time this comes out, make that sound really, really super smart. Okay. Maybe if you're a cone, everything looks like ice cream, right? That might be. That, okay. Make make me say that then. Instead, edit all the words around so that it says that instead. You're the speech voice guy. You can make all that happen. Or, or maybe we'll just let our listeners do that in their heads. Oh, then I'll look like an idiot, but but that's okay. Anyway, it was great. It was great talking to Otto, seeing the vision and never talking about so much food. And I got to go make lunch right now is what I've got to do. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I'm Darren. And I'm Jeff. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.